I want to welcome Agile XRM to the podcast. I've known the people at Agile XRM for the past 12 years. I've seen how their business process management tool can add massive value to complex organizational processes in sectors such as finance and government. If you have complex processes or a need for dialogues on the Power Platform or Dynamics 365, take a look at how this BPM tool can add value. You can find them at agilexrm.com or check out the show notes for more details. Welcome to the MVP Show. My intention is that you listen to the stories of these MVP guests and are inspired to become an MVP and bring value to the world through your skills. If you have not checked it out already, I do a YouTube series called How to Become an MVP. The link is in the show notes. With that, let's get on with the show. Today's guest is from Houston, Texas in the United States. He works for Ernest & Young as a senior manager. He was first awarded his MVP in 2020. He is the leader of the Houston Power Platform user group and the Power Automate community superstar. He loves traveling, exploring new places, and meeting people from different cultures. You can find all the links to his uh, bio, LinkedIn, blog, those type of things in the show notes. Welcome to the show, Deepak. Thank you, Mark, and uh, thank you for having me here. And you introduced me much more better than I can introduce myself. <laughs> Oh, that's so good. That's so good. How do you love living in Houston? So, yeah, so I, I came U.S. back in 2011. So I live in multiple places. I live in Chicago, then I moved to L.A., and then temporarily I live in Tampa, and then I moved to Houston around, I think, 2013 or 2014. So so is this your favorite city of all the ones you've lived in? I don't want to hurt anyone in Texas, but no. I still love Chicago better than any place. Maybe that's the place I've been first time, so... Or I, I like colder weather. Yeah. And from memory, I mean, I haven't been to Houston for apps over probably over 10 years now, but there's a whole underground network, isn't there, that joins the city. You can tunnels underground. Oh, yes. Yes. Yeah. So I, I always say that Houston is the right place to live because you can live here. Uh, you don't need to spend a lot of money so you can save. That's a good, good thing. And then you can travel different places. Like, for example, if I live in New York, then I may not be saving much money because I'm already spending. The, the living cost is much higher. So Houston is a good place for family. Raise your family, live here. Uh, raise your kid. Good education, good food. Uh, I'll, I love food here. Different culture food you can get in Houston. Very nice. So, yeah. Excellent. Excellent. So tell me a bit about what you do when you're not working. What do you do for fun, entertainment, hobbies, that type of thing when you are not doing you know, power platform related stuff. Yes. So uh, after my work, or you can say power platform or, or technology, my next love or maybe my first love is cricket. So I play cricket. Yeah, that I, means I couldn't, I couldn't play uh, professional cricket, but I like a lot. So I still play cricket here in Houston. Uh, I'm part Do you of, come from uh, India? Yes. Uh, like who in India doesn't like cricket, right? There are people. It's like Australia, New Zealand. India and uh, and England, right? I reckon are the the cricket lovers. West Indies, West Indies, they're into it yeah. big time. You can see the cricket ball. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, so that's what I do. I play, and if I'm not playing, then uh, 
generally I, I try to, means I watch some TV. I like those uh, history, uh, the, the history channels where they talk about some what happened in the past. So I like those kind of stuff. Uh, I used to read when I was in college, but I think I stopped reading. I need to start again. <laughs> how did you get into tech? How, how, what was your t- like? What was your journey up to this point? Like, wh- what are the big milestones that happen in your uh, career? Yeah, so I always liked the uh, the innovation from my childhood. So that's what it means I heard from my parents and my my siblings that I I always wanted to try something. So I was always into the innovation, creating some new things. So that 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 get me into the the technology from my from my school. And then I got into engineering. I completed my engineering in electronics, actually. So for a change, I am an electronics engineer. And then it's never just, I, I never get time to think about anything else. So in my college, I got the job and then it's keep continuing. So, yeah. And how, how did you first come or get involved with Microsoft and, um, and the Power Platform? Yes. So the Microsoft story is pretty uh, interesting. I, so I am uh, working since 2004, and I only work in Microsoft technology since. Uh, so starting from .NET to Windows, and then uh, moved to a little bit then SharePoint, and then now I'm working for our platform. So my my journey with Microsoft is my journey of my career. So I, whenever I talk to my client and I say, okay, don't worry, that's the only thing I know, because I'm I only work in Microsoft. Uh, I know about other technology, but my main work that I'm doing since when I started working is Microsoft. So yes, yeah, so that's what. So that's what I was actually a, a .NET developer when I started, and then when I when I uh, get more work, then I start moving to the more SharePoints. So it's more like a very low code SharePoint. I still I still call the SharePoint was the first low code software that Microsoft has built. They didn't come up with the term that time. Uh-huh. They should have. So see, so see, I go back one step further. I say Access Database and or Excel was oh, yeah. the first low code. Then, then it was SharePoint and like SaaS solutions. And now we're in low code 3.0. Yeah. You, you bring the Excel and I can tell you, I want to meet the person who actually created the Excel. It is the, one of the best software that ever built. And why I'm saying it, because you can take an example from a housewife or someone who has no idea of technology using Excel to someone that pro, high pro developers are using Excel. It means nobody can build a software that can be, that can have that span of uh, audience. Too. So yeah, right. Yeah. Interesting. Very interesting. Interesting journey. So tell us about what do you, what's your, what's your life like now? Like what, what type of, what are the things that you're focusing on? What what interests you the most in the Power Platform Dynamics ecosystem that's out there? What, what's what's your focus? Yeah, so right now from my so I have two different paths that going on right now. One is my my job, so that is more concentrated on Microsoft as a suite. So I actually work across Microsoft, so not only just Power Platform but across Azure and all of that. So that's my job. I'm trying to make my our client, that's what I do with clients, uh, recommending them and suggesting them the right technology to use for their work. And from my MVP side, because that's where I got into the Power Platform only, that's where I uh, I work with, uh, I created the videos and all of that. So yeah, so for the Power Platform, yes, I, I, create, I, ha- I have a YouTube channel that I started last year. 
So I created the videos on Power Platform and trying to give as much as I can to the to our uh, audience. Yeah. So so that's interesting. So YouTube, I'm finding a lot of MVPs now getting heavily into YouTube. How's that been for you? What's that journey been like for you getting into YouTube? And um, what's your kind of rhythm? What's What have you learned along the way? Because I feel that the way somebody starts on YouTube is kind of like you then start to pivot over time. Yeah, so my MVP uh, journey is also very interesting. So it actually started back in 2008. So in 2008, uh, I have one of my, my colleague, actually he was uh, one year senior than me, and he, he got an MVP. He became an MVP then. And I got interested to, uh, to, to want, I mean, so I wanted to be an MVP that time. And I asked him that what you did, what we need to do. And he said that, uh, and this is back in 2008. So he said the, the best way to become an MVP, you start going into those online community and start helping people. And that time I was working on .NET. So I started, but then because of work and maybe I don't have that much passion that time, I dropped it. So that time was, everything is dropped. And then I, but that time I was back in India. Then I moved to US in 2011. Nothing happened. I was going as, as usual. Then uh, the second, uh, which the second uh, term started in 2020. So, uh, so Reza is my friend, Reza Durrani, another MVP. So we were talking one day and he said that, hey, Deepak, I'm, gonna, I'm going for an MVP. I said, oh, that's interesting. Uh, go ahead and, and let me know how you get that complete journey. So he... He went through the process and then he told me that, okay, this is what I did. You need to go to the community. And then he introduced me to the Power Platform community and all of that. So that started again. And then I did. And, and luckily I, I got this time. And I, I, didn't, I didn't lose the hope in between. So I keep continuing. And it was the easy path. And then, yeah, here, here I am. What's, has it been worthwhile? It is. Becoming an MVP. It Why? is. It is. It is. Uh, and it is actually uh, when I think uh, the first time when I think uh, thought of becoming an MVP in 2008, it's still that true because I can see the difference. It's not only just that I get a tag on MVP so I can uh, I can tell people that I, I'm an MVP, but it actually create a trust also. Plus, I get a lot of opportunity and and some sort of responsibility of like for example, if I'm an MVP. There is a reason that you become an MVP out of there are so many people, right? So not only just that Microsoft giving you a tag for being MVP, it's also become a responsibility from my side that, okay, I need to make sure that when people think that they are talking to an MVP, they get that result. So I need to keep myself up to date to the technology. I need to make sure that I have the right understanding of technology. Otherwise, it's just a tag for me and that's not going to be helpful. Plus, giving back to the community. So if this is for actually anyone. If you are already doing something like that, like if you are already participating in the community, if you're helping people uh, in the tech, in the technical term, uh, go ahead and, and get the tag also. That will actually give you some motivation and give you an extra set of uh, responsibility so you can be more focused. That's what I think. Yeah, it's good. Tell me a bit about YouTubing. What tools do you use to do like things like screen recording, microphones, cameras? What what what, what are your tools of the trade? Yes, so uh, I uh, yeah, so <laughs> I'm using for the for the recording. I'm using Camtasia. I have some audio recording tool as well, but I've never used them. Uh, it's because it's too much work. And then uh, 
camera and, and microphone also I use the, like I use Yeti uh, microphone that I'm using right now and the Logitech cameras. That's my setup. I have some other setup that I try to do like uh, green screen, never use it. Maybe I'll use some time. So I'm still, I, I still call myself as a, as a starting in YouTube. I'm still not pro. So still, I need to still work on that. It's good. You've got a, you know, over 3000 people though, haven't you? And you're following? Yes. Yeah. 3,000, uh, yeah, 3,500 almost. Yeah. Yeah. Well done. Well done. Got a good following. Um, any advice to other people wanting to become an MVP? Yes. Uh, I always said this thing. The first thing that you need to don't, don't take this MVP as your, uh, addition to the resume. Most of the people, uh, I would, I wouldn't say most of, but if you are just want to become an MVP because then you can have an MVP tag in the resume that you can sell yourself, yes, you can do that, but that's not really going to help you going forward. So uh, if you really want it, there's a couple of things that make you MVP. Number one thing, you want to help other. It doesn't need to be that you have to create a YouTube channel or you need to start blogging. It, it can be any sort of help. It, you can help your colleagues in your company, right? Or you can help your uh, friends. If you have that passion to help others or share your knowledge that you're learning, then you should be becoming becoming an MVP. Second, if you want to learn new things, because MVP is, Microsoft is saying that these are the most valuable professional because they are up to date. They know our technology. So you can go to them and ask and they can tell you the right path of where, where you should be. If you want to keep yourself up to date, Again, this is also not necessary for everyone. Some people are very happy into their job. What they know, it's enough for them to continue working and grow. That's fine, but you don't need to become you don't need to become an MVP. If you want to be an MVP, then you need to keep learning, keep growing, because that's the journey. It's not the destination that I said. The MVP is you are starting a journey to continue with continuous growth. So yeah, that's what I said. If you have those two things in your mind, your head, go ahead and go for it, and you will get it. It's not that hard to get. It's not hard to become an MVP. It's much hard to maintain the right mentality to continue to be an MVP. Hey, thanks for listening. I'm your host, business application MVP, Mark Smith, otherwise known as the NZ365 guy. If you like the show and want to be a supporter, check out buymeacoffee.com forward slash NZ365 guy. Thanks again and see you next time.